Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with the good news. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the good news with Angie Austin. This is Eric Raymer, America's PR media coach, sitting in for Angie today, and I'm surrounded by greatness. Wow, greatness. That is the sound of greatness right there, folks. We've got Michelle Ron. Hey, thank you. Thank you, thank you. We've got Donna Hetzler. Hello, everybody. So nice to have you. And producer Dave. Hey, I'm so glad you guys are here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, gosh, folks, uh, we've got a great program. By the way, uh, thank you to all the people who have contacted us or written in or or mentioned uh, yesterday's program. Uh, We're super supportive of our friend Donna Hetzler. Yes, thank you for your uh, love and support. You know, we, we do. We love you. Yep. And, oh, and it's, it's authentic, so straight grateful. from the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so good stuff there. And we have a great program here. Now, let, let's just let, let's just talk about the elephant in the room, okay? Can we? Yes. Oh. Uh, elephant in the room. Well, I did gain weight a little bit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, stop. He would not. He would not. Okay, all right. All right, here we go. I'm listening. No, we're <laughs> going to talk a little bit about the Denver Broncos. Can we just for a second? Okay. okay. Sure. I know it's not a, a sports show, but we're going to talk okay. a little bit about the Broncos because uh, as we have now finished training camp uh-huh. and we're going into the Real uh, final couple of weeks of <laughs> the season. I can't believe it's this time of year. Oh. And that's my point. It's this time of oh. year. And uh, as we think of the Denver Broncos, one cannot help but go down memory lane from time to time and think about, you know, of course, the, any football team surround is, is revolves around the, the quarterback, right? Okay. And we've had our fair share of quarterback controversy we've got, and, and success, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, Peyton Manning, of course, uh, really the epitome of mm-hmm. a, a fine human being. And, uh, of course, John Elway, the epitome of a fine quarterback, uh, and, and he's <laughs> <laughs> done some amazing things uh, on behalf of the Denver Broncos. But there was that one guy. Oh, that one guy. guy. Oh, you know <laughs> oh we know. About, yes. Right? Come on, yes. ladies. Who am I talking about? Oh, Tim, Tim Tebow. Tim oh, Tebow. How can our Timmy? <laughs> oh, Timmy. Yeah, yeah. Mother wants to introduce him to her daughter. I yes. can't. Be. Uh, it's too late. He's, I know he's, it he's, is. He's uh, spoken is. for. He is. But uh, I, I can't. And of course, I know that all the pretty ladies uh, are, are cooing and, and doing what they do. Uh, and, and it's okay. It's all right. But it's not just Tim's ability, or some would say lack of ability, right, uh, in, in the role of quarterback. Mm-hmm. I would say ability because I thought he was amazing. I thought he was amazing. And too. his college, we were in Florida. When oh, he was, oh, see, oh my yeah. god! He holds that. records that never yeah. will be broken. Exactly. The playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. in 2015 right. or whatever. Right. I'll never yeah. forget. That. I was in the in the in the uh, suites watching that game, and uh, just phenomenal. So let me just say this: um, whether you love him or hate him. Uh, here at the Good News, we love his faith. Yes. Right? The man is uh, humble mm-hmm. to a He lives po- it. He lives it. Mm-hmm. 
And with that being the, uh, the, the state of affairs, producer Dave, what you got for us today? Oh, I got this awesome <laughs> interview with Tim Tebow. Um, he was just featured by this local radio station. He's actually on the Mets now. He plays baseball right. now. The New York no Mets. Yep, the New York Mets. Um, but um, And this was back from, <clears throat> I think, a couple months back because it was during spring training. He's on the minor league team. He's not on the, the big – he hasn't made it to the big show. But that's kind of part of it. And he says something at the end of this clip that I thought just was so powerful. And it's, it's his faith and, and everything that he stands for, like, permeates it, radiates from him. And then he's got all these really great lines. So here, I'll just play this, and then we can talk about it. How does it feel to be back with the boys? It feels really good. Every team has the hope that this is their year. Or, you know, the, Their minor leaguers are going to come up and help their team. It's only been a couple of days so far, but it's so, so much fun. I mean, look at this. This weather, we're playing a great game. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Was there something part of your game right now that you're saying, hey, this is going to be top shelf in 2019? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things that we're striving for. Um, to, but I think it's just in every area to get just a little bit better. That 1% in every area. And when you look back, if you do that, then you've made up a lot of ground. While your colleagues here at spring training camp were practicing during the fall, you have another job. I was college football analyst. Yeah. Put down the slogans because they don't work, all right? You know what works? It's called heart. So you had a unique training regimen when you were on the road. I would train everywhere I went and bring coaches with me. But that's part of my life. I, I travel and speak and, and share and go on a lot of mission trips. So you find a way to train in those situations. You've been unabashed in bringing your faith to your game, be it football, be it baseball, be it life. How do you reconcile that with the world around us that right now is somewhat anti-religion? I don't know if I, if I, if I try to bring it with me. I, I think it's just who I am. I'm a Jesus follower and I love him. Hopefully that's something that people can respect because if you believe in something that much, it's going to come out in, in your actions and hopefully that's something people can see. You decided that college football analyst, baseball player wasn't enough. You decided to branch <laughs> into other things. The movie is a combining of faith and sports. Tell us about it. Well, it's called Run the Race. I can do this. I've got nothing to lose in a scholarship to gain. And you're going to come with me wherever I go. This is a story about two brothers that their mom passes away and their dad's an alcoholic. And it's a story about redemption. Most importantly, it's a story that, about how God loves every single one of us, whether we feel like it or not, whether we're in the highs or we're in the lows. I think there's a lot of, um, of storylines in this that um, hopefully will hit home for a lot of people. You made news recently with something you said at a press conference. Because you're always going to have have critics and naysayers and people that are going to tell you that you won't, that you can't, that you shouldn't. Most of those people are the people that didn't, that wouldn't, that couldn't. Why do you think there's been this groundswell of support for your words? Hopefully it resonates with people. Why am I going to let someone else define me? Why am I going to let something that may or may not happen define me? Even if you don't get back to the big leagues, to the show, it's still worth it for me for so many reasons. One, because I get to do what I love. Two, because I don't have to live with regret. Three, because I tried it and regardless of what happens, I gave it my all. It's not just about if you make it or if you don't. That's not proving people wrong. Proving people wrong is that I get to go enjoy it every day and I get to enjoy the journey, not just if I make it here or not. You are clearly the most famous Florida Gator. Number two on that list is Steve Spurrier asking you to play in the Alliance of American Football, want you to be his quarterback. 
Is there any chance you're giving up all this for the old ball coach? No. I love Coach Burry. I think he's a great coach. I think it's a really good league. I think you're going to get a handful of players most every year to go from that league to the NFL. It's going to make that league more successful, just like the minors are for baseball. And um, I think the league's going to be successful, but I'm all in at baseball right now, and, I, and I'm a Met. Let's go Mets. Awesome. I appreciate yes, it. Yes, sir. Thank, thank you. you. Rock solid. Oh. Oh my goodness, you just want to stand up and cheer. Right. And he's so genuine oh, about it. And absolutely. it's so real. I think that's what he kinda... spoke at our church bayside um in Florida, in Bradenton, Florida. Mm-hmm. And I mean he what I love about him is he is who he is. Yes. You know, it, it's it's him. And I I mean, how passionate can you be in that statement about when they said you're always gonna have naysayers and then he said I didn't get all that quote, but it was phenomenal. You know, who's going to, why let them tell you who you are? Don't let somebody else define you. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm I'm reminded uh, because Tim's, Tim's uh, greatness or or rise to fame came by way of his, uh, his college days. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, And and I'm reminded of a couple of other people I've been on stage with, uh, both uh, Bill Walsh, Mm. former CU coach and uh, uh, Promise Keepers uh, McCarthy. leader leader uh, oh i'm sorry mccartney that's right mm-hmm. right um but but uh then sunny lubick also oh, uh yes. oh. sunny lubick um was the csu coach and uh, both these oh, guys yeah. deep yeah. faith deep deep faith and it goes along the lines of what he says he says i don't bring it with me it's who I am. That's mm-hmm. right. Right. And there's such an element and an air of authenticity mm-hmm. in that. And sexiness. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's very sexy Absolutely. to be this, you know, not just a good looking man, but yeah. to carry your faith and just live it and, you know, not care about well, let's what face other it, people He could be think. hit with the ugly stick and have that attitude. Right. And would still be sexy. Absolutely. Right. I mean, you know I think so too. Yes. And and the fact that he's been gifted and touched by the angel of the Lord uh, is, is, <laughs> is not help, uh, unhelpful or whatnot. Um, the movie's called Run the Race. Run the Race. And yeah. uh, that, that sounds like something that we need to go uh, and support. Story of redemption and how God loves each and every single one of right. us. I love that. The Run the Race comes from uh, the scripture. Sure. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Right. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, um, it's kind of cool. And he says that the people who are naysayers, and, you know, given our conversation from yesterday, uh, talking with you, Donna, and uh, who is it? Uh, Taylor Swift would say, haters going to hate, shake it That's off. That's right. Shake it off, <laughs> right? Um, but but the, the reality is we all have naysayers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they live in our head. Those are the biggest naysayers. Right. Of course they are. Yes. And it's amazing how long that one or two statements can hang on. I mean, yeah. I can say, I, being 100 years old, I can look back and tell you when I was 25 of a statement that somebody made that still Sticks I have with to, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just silly. Just silly. But it's true. It's true and it does. So he's saying don't. Right, right. I think I misquoted my scripture. I, I said Hebrews 12, which is, uh, we're surrounded by a great cloud of witness, but I believe it's Romans chapter 12. Uh, I'm okay. looking that up right I now. I trust you. To make sure. All you know, right. and I think that's an important thing uh, to, to um, make sure that we we talk about, you know, when we quote scripture, we, we get it right. Mm-hmm. right? True. Uh, the, the authority 
comes from the Word of God, not from us. I think one thing that, I, there's so many things I love about this young man, but one thing that I've always loved is that he persevered through all through all the horrible, horrible comments that were being made, and, and especially about his taking a stand on, on um, not being complete until he was married. And that, you know, he, t- he took hits from everywhere in oh, the of world. Oh, of course. But he stood firm. He, his faith... Yes, his faith was strong, and he he persevered. He lived his faith, and I love how he, um, you know. So we live in this world where winning you've got to be on mm, top. You've got to be number one, right. you know. And he wasn't. He didn't have a long career mm-hmm. with the Broncos, right? And there right. was a lot of haters saying he doesn't know how to throw right. a ball and all this stuff. And he runs it in instead of throws it in. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff going right, around. Right, and right. he's like, "Hey, I got to play, you know, on the Broncos, mm-hmm. not." directly on the Broncos, but I got to experience this, right? And I I have no regrets. I got to do this, and now I'm here, and Mm -hmm. I'm all in over here. Well, didn't he say, I may have failed, but I know that I did my best and that I... I, And that's what matters. Exactly. And we want to tell high school kids there is life after high school. I mean, seriously, yes, to to live by his The best is yet to come. Yep. And Uh, that's not demeaning in any way. It's coming from wisdom. I remember, and I, I... Put that in there because I remember my grandmother who was so close to me and she would just, she called me D and she's like, D, you got so much more life to live. You mm. know, I was talking mm. about a boy, broke my heart. And she's like, you've got so, and at the time it was like, I don't have more to live. I was like, right That's now exactly. it, it felt demeaning a little bit. I knew it wasn't from her, but trust Trust Michelle's advice. There is life after high school, and there's so much more yeah. um, out there. And it's not to say you're young or inexperienced. It means no, it's listen your life to journey. wisdom Absolutely. and just take that in. So now i got to go back and correct my correction. It was okay. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. <laughs> 1 through 3. Right. Now, now i got to read it so it will be clear because it's clear as mud right now. Therefore, okay. since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on jesus the pioneer and perfecter of faith other translations say the author and Mm. finisher of our faith for the joy set before him he endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of god consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart tim tebow is the epitome of he that is scripture. and i the very first part of that that to me is so important with a cloud of witnesses yep. because um God will put people in your life, you bet. and Satan will also place those some people in your life, and right. that it's our choice, and we need to be talking and have that relationship with our Lord and Savior about, oh my goodness, you know, who am I supposed to listen to here? Yeah. I'm listening to you, Father. Show me what. That cloud of witnesses will be there. I think it's interesting, too, that you brought up. Um, that you wanted to correct, that you want to make sure that it's right. Um, that, you oh. know, they call it the gospel. That's I just right. recently learned this week that gospel is an ancient Greek word meaning good news. Good, good news. Uh, yes. yeah, right. And so I thought that, I thought that, would, that was interesting. It stuck out to me that, yes. that that's what it meant and that you, you know, want to make sure that you have the gospel correct. You know, yesterday I, I uh, had the privilege of lecturing to a group that I used to run. Uh, I was the president of the Fellowship of Christian Magicians mm. in the Rocky Mountain chapter for, for many, many years. And, uh, and many years ago. And since having about a year ago come out of retirement from uh, performance and, and gone back into the, to the world of professional uh, illusion, 
uh, they invited me to come and speak to them last night. And I started and finished with this scripture because I want to make sure, and, and the message, that it is so important. Whether it's something that we say, so nothing frustrates me more than when somebody says, somewhere in the Bible it says I think <laughs> so, something like, You're right. and, and they water it down. Sure. Or a, they twist it. Or they twist it to, to their own yes. uh, agenda. And, and I honestly feel, I had a mentor who asked me um, one day, he says, Eric, and, and in fact, he was my mentor in magic, and he came and saw me after six years. Uh, he actually saw me perform at a church because mm -hmm. we'd always kind of gone our own separate ways. We're both touring all over the world. And we were in the same town at the same time, and he came in and he watched the, my presentation. And then he said, let's go to, go, to, go to lunch. And I said, fantastic. That's, that's great. And he says, let me ask you, how do you, how do you make up a sermon? <laughs> and I said, oh, that's easy. I, uh, I, I, I pick a topic that I want to uh, talk about, and I find the scripture to support it. And um, now this man is uh, a preacher for far longer than I have ever been. Um, and and uh, he says, Eric, I want to tell you something. I want to say, first of all, uh, as preachers go, you're probably in the top 3% of anybody I'd ever want to listen to. And I'm like, wow, wow there goes yeah. my head. And then uh, he says, as a technician of the art of illusion, uh, you're, you're right up there in the top 1%. Uh, right. And yep. there goes my head again. And I did not see the uh, two by four coming. Oh no, he was setting you up and all says, the positives and then hitting yeah, him yeah. with the negatives. Yeah, was it uh, uh, cold prickly? Uh, was it a warm fuzzy, warm fuzzy, cold prickly? <laughs> yes. So uh, he says, "Don't you know that that is how most cults in America start?" Wow. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I never wanted to start a cult. That was never my agenda or anything like that. And he says, let's rework. He says, I love what you did, but let's rework the, the sermon. And it was from the point of authority. He says, you, you walk up and you've got borrowed authority because somebody, some preacher handed you the microphone and says, hey, ladies and gentlemen, here's Eric Raymer, right? And this goes straight to what Tim Tebow does and says and lives. And he says, if you're not living it like that, if you're not living it crazy, then then maybe you're not living it. He didn't say that, but I, I kind of uh, Excellent. Uh, say it. Mm -hmm. From and, the gospel of Eric. And, and yeah. we, <laughs> go. You know, the good news the of good Eric. The good news of Eric, right? absolutely. And the gospel of the Lord stands upon its own. So I walked in front of these, these magicians uh, last night, and I said, listen, God's not impressed with your little tricks. <laughs> I love it. Which is not exactly what they were expecting sure. from a, a, a lecture having to do with gospel magic but i said god's word stands on its own he doesn't need our little tricks to illustrate it and many times we try to put a square peg into a round hole and it doesn't work let it be let god's word stand on its own and out of that whole thing we reworked the whole sermon by the way very little changed uh -huh. mm. it was just the order perspective of it was where it's order, coming from right? right and god is a god of perfect order so mm -hmm. Like um, that a lot, you know, and I see it in in Tim Tebow's life. Mm -hmm. Yes, I see it in his uh, his his presentation. You know, when Tim Tebow took a knee mm -hmm. after every touchdown, uh, or when he was on the sidelines, right? Um, and we called it Tebowing. In fact, right here at Crawford Broadcasting, I've got a picture of me and, and my radio staff uh, all Tebowing mm. in front of the Crawford Broadcasting sign uh, years ago. Mm -hmm. When Tim Tebow did that, he wasn't doing it for the cameras. Right. 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 And I just think we've got about two minutes left. I, 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 just a final thought on this from you ladies. Um, when, when faith is authentic, finish the sentence. Mm. When faith is authentic. Okay, faith <laughs> is authentic. You always throw us these deep curveballs. It's like I got to dig deep for it. And right. like, okay. I think in the case of Tebow, when faith is authentic, it radiates. It radiates. Oh, good, Dave. Great work, great work. Look at you. And it comes 
from within. It comes from you. It yes. doesn't. It isn't that you stop and think, what what will they think? Although that happens all the time. Sometimes, yeah. But faith is authentic when it comes immediately from the heart of you and the soul and the, and the Lord. It's not what we say or do. It's who, we, right. who we are. And it'll be mm-hmm. pleasing to God. It will be pleasing to God. Yes. I, you know, I love that. And, and you know, if, if our listeners can get a little nugget of uh, deep thought and, and wisdom, mm-hmm. so much the better. John right. Wooden had a lot of those, too. Yes, he? indeed. Coach yes. Wooden, you right. know, again, we're back to the sports and, and, mm-hmm. and a fantastic uh, basketball coach for so many years before he passed. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, listen, uh, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. Donna Hetzler. Donna, give your, your uh, contact information, your website, if you would, please. Sure. It's Donna, D-A-W-N-A-H-E-T-Z-L-E-R.com. There it is, DonnaHetzler.com. And Michelle at MichelleAron.com. Wow, I, I need uh, I need an Eric Raymer.com. There you go, yeah. Hey, guess what? I have one. All right, all just right. in case. Yes, yes all right. And we love each and every one of you tuning in. Producer Dave, thanks for what you do. We're going to be back after these messages. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hi, my name's Bobby, and I've worked at the Ark for about seven years. My favorite part of working at the Ark is just making a lot of new friends. And at the Oak, we're always doing awesome stuff together. It's important to shop at the Oak because it's shopping with a purpose. Shopping with a purpose means helping people with disabilities, and it really helps people like me. And the Oak makes it easy to donate. You can either visit a donation center or you can call 303-238-JANE. And an Oak truck will come and pick up your stuff. Remember to shop at the Oak because you always find good deals. Also, remember when you do, you help people just like me. For more information or to schedule a pickup, call 303-238-JANE or go to oakthrift.org. My name is Bobby and I love working at the Oak. Hello, hello, friends. This is producer Dave. I'm uh, here for the next installment of my author highlight series that I've been able to do. Um, I'm trying to bring you all this really cool information. I, uh, I get a lot of books, and uh, I meet a lot of people who have written about very interesting things. And uh, I want to share this. I want to share all these people with you because I truly believe this is information that can help us. And uh, in fact, today, I think this is information that really can help us all because today... We're going to be talking to Dr. Nick Morgan. So Dr. Nick Morgan is one of America's top communication coaches. Um, he's been on C- excuse me, he's been on CNN. Uh, he coaches people on how to speak in front of Congress. He coaches people how to speak on things like to- the Today Show. Um, he has a blog that reaches over 100,000 readers every month. And he wrote a book called, Can You Hear Me? How to Connect on a virtual in a virtual world and i think this is a really important thing that we all should learn and know how to do because we talk to each other on the phone we talk to each other online we talk to each other even through text messages and sometimes uh, we don't communicate as effectively as effectively as we want so that's why we have nick morgan here today and hey thanks for being on the show today nick hey it's a great pleasure 
Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So your book, Can You Hear Me? How to Connect with People in a Virtual World is all about uh, every way that we can kind of combat all those things that we lose when we talk to each other through methods when we can't see each other or when we can't even hear each other, right? That's right. The, I call it a great unregulated social experiment in the last 10 years, especially since the mobile phone has uh, become ubiquitous. It, what's happened is we're now communicating, where we used to communicate mostly face-to-face, we're now communicating half virtually at the time, um, half face-to-face, still in the traditional way. And I wrote the book because I started to ask myself and and started to look around me and, and say, how is that working out? How, how's it going to communicate virtually? How are the rules different? And, and uh, what should we do about that? And I found out to my surprise that the rules are very different and the communi- what, how we need to communicate uh, is, uh, needs to be rethought. So, uh, right. That's, I, completely, that's the book. I completely agree with that. I think a lot of people, uh, we lose things. I, I've noticed all through college, I noticed people would write things to professors that they would never say to them face to face. And it's this weird like <laughs> disconnect. It's kind of like when you're in the car and you see all these other cars rather than people in cars, you know, and you, you don't really connect with people in a way. I mean, you know, they're there, but you don't connect with them the way that you would if you were in person. And uh, I think that the rules changed as to how to to connect with them, but also how to let them know what you actually mean, right? Right, and that's the, that's the big issue that I found was that um, more than half the time we misunderstand each other on email, for example, the re- research shows. And, and you can uh, imagine this easily. If you get an email from your boss that says, uh, um, we've got to talk, how do you react? Well, most people receiving that email would imagine that the news was bad and they go into a panic. Um, and yet it could be good news. And the, the real question is, why don't we interpret it that way? And the answer is when we don't get a lot of information about other people's intent, which happens all the time in the virtual world, uh, then we tend to assume the worst uh, because that, that pays off in the long run in evolutionary terms. Uh, if you can imagine an early humanoid walking through the jungle or the savanna, uh, the humanoid who's going to survive is likely the one who's imagining that there's a tiger around every corner right. uh, and is always in a state of perpetual panic. So that, that's how we've evolved, uh, and yet that doesn't serve us well in, in the virtual world because we assume we tend to assume the worst. Right, because you can't um, see people's body knowing. language, you can't hear the inflection in their voice, you can't hear you know, whether they're panicked or saying it slowly, or there's so many little things that we pick up on that, uh, that you just cannot get through you know, text messages, even over the phone. Like, uh, I've noticed over the phone, sometimes in inflections or what, you can't see body language or something that completely changes the whole tone. That's right, and one of the interesting things about about uh, body language is that um, over the phone is that it's not just the fact that we can't see the other person, but the the uh, sound of the voice is condensed on a phone, and as a result, less of the emotional information gets through, uh, and that's something that's subtler that we don't pick up on as much. But uh, the the voice face to face is a much richer experience than it is over the phone. Sure, sure, uh, I can certainly over that. various. Certainly, over various kinds of computerized uh, 
uh, audio conferencing and that kind of thing. Right, I can attest to that. I mean, in the radio world where I live, uh, it's really important to everyone keep their energy up because you lose so much energy through from going to the transmitter and then out to everyone's cars or everyone's radios, and uh, you, it doesn't come through the same. So this is Producer Dave. You're listening to The Good News with Angie Austin, and uh, today we're talking to Dr. Nick Morgan about his book, Can You Hear Me? How to Connect in the Virtual Virtual World. Now, we've talked about a couple of things, uh, you know, that we all deal with where we, you know, text messages and emails kind of fall under a category. Talking on the phone is another category, but it seems like social media is a completely other animal and uh you know it's, it's funny i used to tell people that if i wanted to have a superpower i'd be able to read people's minds but then facebook came out and i don't really want that superpower anymore <laughs> you know <laughs> um, so uh no but at the same time you know i'm joking but at the same time you know it connects us in a way to where we are all so connected so connected but at the same time it seems like we're kind of more separate and that's because we're not following these rules is that what you're kind of getting at Yes, I, one of the titles of the uh, one of the chapters in the in the book is I'm more con- connected than ever. Why do I feel so alone? And I'm specifically addressing social media there. The the issue with social media is that when we meet somebody face to face and we have a conversation, we get a huge amount of information from them about how they're feeling emotionally, how they are interacting with us how much they like us, uh, if they're angry with us or happy with us. We get, we get all that information without even having to work very hard to get it. It just comes through uh, from one unconscious mind to the other. We pick it up, as you said earlier, in the, in the uh, expression in the face, the smile, the twitch, the raise of the eyebrow, the turn of the head, just an endless series of little things that tell us exactly how that other person is feeling. So that's a very rich information stream. And think about Facebook, for example, by contrast you see somebody else posting a picture of them being happy in Mexico on vacation, um, and you start to think, okay, I'm not in Mexico on vacation, so I feel a little bit less wonderful than sure, that Sure, kind of like a jealousy who, factor, jealousy. Yeah, so there's, there's a huge jealousy factor. And then um, maybe if I say something on Facebook and somebody else likes it, then I get a tiny little burst of, of connection. But it's such a fleeting small one that all it does is make me hungry for more. Um, and so it's never satisfying. It's never enough. So the positive emotions we get from social media are never enough really to satisfy us in the same way that a face-to-face conversation with another human being would satisfy us because there's, it's such a, a tiny little hit of endorphin or, or whatever right, you want right. to call it. You know, um, something else that I've noticed, though, kind of on the opposite end of that, because I've seen the kind of je- jealousy and people put up this whole – and a lot of times it's not even real. Like people post their – Mexico vacation pictures from three months ago again, you know, um, but uh, you know what I'm saying is like, it's like this whole, we live up, but it's kind of like we're expected to live up to this certain standard that's impossible to live in real life, but online you're expected to live at that standard almost all the time. Otherwise you're kind of cut down or ostracized or blackballed or whatever it is or bullied. Right. You notice that too, like that it's this whole other side to that. Yes, absolutely. For some reason, uh, we only put our perfect lives on Facebook, whether we make them up or whether they're occasionally real. <laughs> it's still a very highly selective aspect of our lives, and, and, and yet when we look at other people's lives on Facebook, we assume that's the way they live all the time, even though we know perfectly well that's not the case. So that there is this uh, real uh, uh, disconnection between 
the lives we put up on Facebook and, and the other. So how do we combat that? Do we put media? the other part of our life that's not so fun on Facebook, or do we just <laughs> kind of accept that everyone is kind of just putting the highlights, right? Well, you can tell yourself that rationally, but the issue is the emotions, um, the the envy that you described and, and the feelings of being left out and that kind of thing. So my recommendation to people with social media is that you simply have to limit the amount of time you spend on social media. And, and I'm yeah. sure uh, Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn would not be happy uh, to hear me <laughs> saying that, but it is not good for your mental health uh, and emotional health. And there are lots of studies that show that. And, and one of the simplest ways to cheer yourself up if you want a good New Year's resolution uh, for 2019 is to resolve to spend less than half hour, a half hour a day on social media. And if you do that, the studies show you will be happier. Right. That makes sense. I know a lot of people that spend so much time, they, they substitute actual connection with people with the connections that they make on social media with people they've never even seen in real life before. Right, and that's the worst possible exchange because what humans need in order to feel healthy and happy and well-grounded is real face-to-face -face time with other human beings. So you never want to substitute six hours, let's say, of social media for ten minutes of face-to-face -face time. It's just never a good exchange. It's always better to communicate face-to-face -face with people because that's the way we've evolved. We're hardwired to communicate best that way. And social media is a relatively new um, development, we haven't evolved in any sense of the word uh, to be able to get the same kind of emotional depth and, and happiness out of out of uh, social media. So right, right. It, we need to start with a sarcastic font. That. It's not a good substitute. That's right. No, you're right. We shouldn't substitute. Yeah, you can't, you can't be stuck in that world all the time, and you can't yep. expect other people, you know, especially when you start feeling like you need to live up to this certain standard where you think everyone else has it all put together when you are falling apart, where I, th I, I find it ironic that a lot of people feel like everyone else has it all put together while them, they themselves are falling apart all the time. And uh, yeah, it's, now it's, why is that? <laughs> I, I, it's, I think it partly, partially that whole social media, we're only going to put up the perfect parts and we're going to yep. live this perfect life. And, you know, uh, we're going to, everything is snapshot filtered and everything is, you know, everyone looks so good all the time. And, and we, we only put up this thing. We don't put ourselves up out there when, you know, when we're on our low periods or when we're bored or when we sit around eating nachos all day long or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. and so it kind of yeah, feels we like, want oh. the world to know about that. And I have noticed that occasionally on social media, uh, people will uh, do uh, an honesty um, thing where they challenge other people to, to show the a picture of themselves without makeup on or when they've just woken up or something like that. And I, I, I noticed those honesty uh, uh, jags don't last very long. <laughs> right, exactly. No, they're like, yeah, and then they're like, yeah, on the beach or whatever. You know, I don't yeah, know. Right. There's all back, sorts of back stuff to, like uh, that. Back to the, the fake social media world. Yeah, it, for some reason, we find it hard to do that. And I think it's because it, you are letting go of it. It feels exposed, and you get no immediate feedback in this in the real sense. So, if uh, if you have an honest exchange with a friend of yours or, or a family member, they'll give you a hug. They'll they'll give you lots of emotional support um, if you've got the right kind of friends or family. Um, and <laughs> you, you don't get that kind of response from Facebook. Right, right. And so, and so, your book goes through all this stuff and kind of talks about. How to combat it? I mean, obviously, you want to limit the time, but there's other methods that you can do to kind of more effectively communicate with each other through social media, you know, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, or uh, even over text messages, right? Or That's phone right. Calls? Uh, 
what I talk about is we basically need to start learning a new language which involves making our intentions clear. What we humans care about is other people's intentions as well as our own. So if you send me a text message, what I need to know most, most importantly is how do you mean that? Do you mean that sarcastically? Do you mean that text message straightforwardly? Do you mean it with a smile on your face? And, and that's why emojis have become so popular is because it's very hard in a text message of half a dozen words to convey accurately the emotion you're feeling. And so we've added emojis, which right. I think are a very yes. good idea uh, to help clarify uh, the emotional intent because that's what humans care about. That's, a, that's the single most important message to get to get from my book is that we humans care about each other's intent and the the uh, virtual world doesn't isn't set up to to uh, make other people's intent and our intent clear to each other so we need to work harder at that uh, we need to find uh, simple and and straightforward ways to make clear how we're feeling to other people when it doesn't come through in a text message or over the phone or even in a video conference Okay, so there's only a few minutes left. We've got about three minutes left. Is there any kind of um, tips or tactics you can give to us that make us want to go explore more inside the book to see, uh, you know, like anything you could do in a text message per se that will help people to understand your emotions better or be able to communicate more clearly? Yes, absolutely. So I would say the first thing to do is to ask yourself, how did what I just say in a text message or on the phone or in a video conference or any virtual means, make the other person feel that I was communicating with. And if you don't know the answer to that, then ask them out loud or in a follow-up message if you can, because that will do two things. First of all, you may actually find out how they feel, and that would be a good thing. Um, and second, you show them the respect and the caring to say, I do want to know how you feel. And one of the things that happens, of course, with uh, virtual communications is they are faster and more efficient than face-to-face -face communications. And so we tend, as a result, to do more and more of them. Um, and the misunderstandings, the possibilities for misunderstandings, thus pile up. Uh, and and so it, this is all about slowing down just a tiny bit and making sure you understand how what you're saying is affecting other people and how uh, what they're saying is affecting you. And if we start to have that conversation, I think we can make the virtual world a much, much happier, better place to live in um, and w with many, many fewer misunderstandings. So that's really why I wrote the book. That's the, that's the uh, that's purpose cool. behind it is to help people uh, get, get more clear about what their intent is and to understand better what other people Right, right, right. Yeah, you know what I've, now that you said, it made me think of it. Uh, I, a lot of people I know will read things in the inflection that they assume was put there. And they kind of infer this inflection into text messages when they're having right. a conversation it, with somebody else. And I, so I've noticed this oftentimes that's dangerous because a, a lot of times the tone that you read it in is not the intended tone at all. And so that's another thing to think about is maybe you're taking it the wrong way or maybe, you know, they didn't communicate clearly enough with you, too. So, um, so exactly. it kind of goes both I, ways. I, I always... I always say to people, if, if uh, and I say in the book, if you're sending an important email, take a minute, and this may sound odd, but it will help clarify it immediately. Read it out loud in several different tones, like read it in a happy right. tone, read it in an angry tone, read it in a sarcastic tone, and to see which interpretation 
is the most likely because that's the one that the person's going to pick up on right. probably. And and if you need to add more words to clarify then what you actually meant instead of what's coming across, then that's a chance to do it. Once you sent the email, it's too late, and you may spend half a dozen emails straightening out the mess you've created right, exactly. to make the other person upset. So great. Well, thank you so much, Nick Morgan. Uh, this is the very end of the interview. It went by very fast. Uh, please, everybody, go out, get Can You Hear Me? How to Connect with People in a Virtual World, because you need these tips until we invent the sarcastic font, and everyone knows you're being sarcastic. Uh, we, we need all these tips and tricks to help us communicate more clearly and to... Um, uh, to be able to tell each other what we really mean. So uh, everyone, go get the book. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Barnes & Noble. You can get it at Target, right? Nick? Anywhere you like. Right. <laughs> thank you so Anywhere much. Anywhere books are sold. Wherever books are sold. And just look up Dr. Nick Morgan. And thank you very much, Nick. Thanks. It's been a real pleasure. Hey, Angie Austin here with the good news. And the good news is I have one of the ARC ambassadors here with me, Christopher Petty. Hi, my name is uh, Chris. I have worked at the ARC for four or five years. Shopping with the purpose means giving back and it really helps people like me. I like working at ARC because it's the people and it's the employees and you can you don't have to try to impress anyone. Just be yourself and just come in and just do your best and just be yourself. And I love him. I do too. <laughs> Keep going. And uh, I just, I do my best. You know, I go in there and I give it my best and I have a good time. And you're proud of the work you do? I'm proud of the work I do. Give it back. The heart of ARC is so wonderful. It's important to shop at ARC because you know, it is shopping with a purpose. I say that a lot. And when you donate things, it goes back to help our community and people just like Chris, who has a wonderful job with ARC as an ambassador. 303-238-JANE, 303-238-JANE, or arcthrift.org, arcthrift.org. Hey, I'm Chris. I love working at ARC. YMCA of the Rockies in Estes Park is an ideal vacation for your entire family. Now that our new dog park is open, bring your pup and be inspired by our surroundings. At YMCA of the Rockies, you can fill your days and nights with fun, dog-friendly programs and activities we have planned just for you. This is your opportunity to get extra special exercise for your pup and experience fellowship with other dog families. And if you book a family cabin, your dog is welcome to stay in the cabin with you. YMCA of the Rockies is the ideal family vacation located in a stunning environment that helps build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. Go to ymcarockies.org. So bring your dog and fill your next family vacation with fun, exciting, and affordable adventures at our new dog park at YMCA of the Rockies. Go to ymcarockies.org to book your stay today. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to the good news. If you like the good news program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com. AngieAustinRadio.com. Just click on contact me. I would would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. 
Austin here. Well, back to school is uh, officially here. The whole season, my kids already started, and getting back into that routine can be a little intimidating, I must admit, especially when it comes to mealtime. Joining us today with her new healthy, quick, and family-approved recipes using items you can easily find is registered dietitian Anessa Chumley. Welcome, Anessa. Hi, Angie. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. All right, so where do we start when it comes to, you know, making things that are healthy but still tasty that they'll actually eat? Yeah, that's the key. Well, I'm happy to say the good news is that healthy eating throughout the day doesn't have to be complicated. So I have my top three simple strategies to help us rock that back-to-school routine. The first is prep some meals in advance. That way you're working smarter, not harder. And then this tip has really worked for me to have a hassle-free meal rotation. So those are going to be recipes that have minimal prep and minimal cleanup. And I've got some of those ideas for you today, but just keep those in your back pocket. That way you can use them on a regular cycle. And probably, Angie, the most important magic is start with quality ingredients. Mm -hmm. So my two favorite brands are Open Nature. That's a brand that I call Freedom because with Open Nature, All of their products are free from 110 ingredients, like artificial flavors and preservatives. Then the other brand is O Organics. And I love going organic with O Organics because all of the products are USDA certified and they're affordable for all. So both of those you're going to find exclusively and easily at your local Safeway. Wonderful. Okay, and that's right down the street. That works. All right, so we've got some of the, you know, meals covered uh, in the evening. What about breakfast on those busy mornings? My kids all have different um, bus schedule times, so it's pretty hectic. Oh, yes. The morning can be so chaotic. And I love to say that a healthy breakfast is the springboard to a good day. If you win the morning, you've won the day. So I have two littles, and what we like to do is we make these blueberry maple breakfast jars. So what that is, is you take one of those clear jars and then you just fill it with some ingredients that are going to be recognizable and minimally processed. So my favorite things to use are the Open Nature Icelandic yogurt. Icelandic yogurt is thick and rich and creamy, super high in protein, so it's going to help keep them full. Then layer in some of their blueberry flax granola and then some maple almond butter. Open Nature has this luscious, delicious, creamy almond butter, and we layer that in and then top it with blueberries. The great thing is that can hang out in the refrigerator overnight, and you've got an easy on-the-go breakfast waiting for you in the morning that your kids are going to love. Oh, I love that they've done the maple almond buttery because I do it, and it's kind of messy when I do it. Yeah, yeah. Now you can get it right in the jar, and it is. It's good stuff. It's my favorite thing to use in the fall, too. Now, one thing I've noticed is, you know, that drag they get sometimes after a bad school lunch. And they've even said to me, Mama, school lunches aren't healthy. We need to bring lunch because it really, I know you want us to eat healthy. They're not healthy. And then they're kind of tired afterwards. So any ideas for lunch? They're not all run down? That's right. Well, I love to use these O Organics individual rice bowls. So, again, you're going to find that right in your local Safeway. All you do with these, Angie, is you put them in the microwave for 90 seconds. And then just add in whatever protein and veg that you like. So I call this lunch under five because I love lunches that have ingredients that energize but are a breeze to make. So I use the Open Nature Chicken Sausage. Saute that up, and you can do that in advance, too, and send it to school. And then throw in some spinach, top with some fresh mozzarella, and then a little bit of feta. So it makes this cheesy uh, spinach and feta bowl. 
that's super delicious, simple. Whenever you're using ingredients from O-Organics, just remember, and you're going to see it's affordable for all. So I call them my barrier busters to organic eating. You know, I actually just tried those, and they are really good. They're a little bit sticky, and I don't know. Like I, I just ate one the other day plain yeah, with a little bit. I, know. Of, I put avocado oil and salt on it. It was really good. Oh, that sounds amazing. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah, you could do so many varieties with that lunch under five idea. Sear up some carrots, add an, an Asian dressing, and a little bit of roast chicken. There's so many different things you could do with them. Yum. All right, what else? Okay, so I've got a really easy, my favorite dinner, and that is a barbecue chip-coated chicken fingers with a cider onion dip. So all I do is take O-Organic boneless, skinless chicken tenders. I marinate those in some Greek yogurt for like five minutes, no big deal, and then take their barbecue kettle chips. So you're going to crunch those up. You could just put them in a zip-top bag, give them to one of your kids, crunch up those chips. Or you can put them in a food processor, but you're going to coat the chicken tenders in the chips, bake them at 400 for 20 minutes, and they're moist and tender on the inside and then crunchy on the out, a three-ingredient dinner. And then I serve it with some O-Organic Brussels sprouts that you can get in the freezer section. And then a cider onion dip that's just using our O-Organic mayonnaise, some of their Worcestershire, some raw apple cider vinegar, and then a squirt of honey Dijon mustard. And it's a mouth-watering, another kid-approved dip. And this recipe features many of the, like I said, more than 1,500 items that you're going to find all throughout the store when it comes to organic. So they're not just, you know, dedicated to one little place. You're going to find them all throughout your local Safeway. Okay, Anessa, these recipes are great, but if we want to actually see them written down, where do we go to find them all? Yeah, well, you can get all of the products, again, in your local Safeway, and then just head to safeway.com slash open nature. Cool. And then you have a website, too. May I have that? Absolutely. It's anessard.com, and I love to put forth all of the recipes that I create for everyone. Excellent. Thanks, Anessa. Great stuff. Thanks, Angie. Have a great day. You, too. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.